Okay, hello. <laughs> It's like you're calling up like, hey, what's up? What's up, guys? It's House of Bridget here. Top three. Oh, what a good podcast name. I will never get over it. This is the Talk and Read podcast coming to you live from Dublin, Ireland. Always live. Live to us. Yeah. Always live. We're always By the time I post all three episodes. We oh, we're three episodes no, I, back? I said yeah. this oh, to people in real life, but we're in, like Netflix now where we yeah. just drop three to five to ten episodes at a time. And that's what we're going to tell people right. instead of the fact that my computer broke and I can't figure out how to well, that, Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> yeah, that happened. But Netflix. Okay, so, so when we had this thing planned out we were like let's talk about mary because it's the feast of guadalupe yep, and the immaculate week. conception and that was last week and we're just now getting around to recording this but i think it's relevant <sighs> forever it and ever absolutely especially during advent and we're still in advent who knows when this is going to get posted <laughs> but coming at you live we're in advent today is the 17th of december yeah the third sunday no third week of advent yes Coming up on the fourth weekend of Advent. And what was Sunday, Maddie? I'm pretending like you're a children at school. Gaudate Sunday. Yes, it was. Gaudate. And what virtue do we celebrate on that day? Patience? No. No, you're just saying freedom? Freedom? The kids on Thursday? I was like, I brought our Advent wreath. Yeah, I brought our Advent wreath. I'm like, the first week we did what? Hope. They got that. Then the second week... They wanted to say freedom. They kept yeah. saying freedom. Both classes did. I was yeah. Like, like, no. No, we've never told you this. Oh, <laughs> no freedom. Yeah. It was no one has faith, ever told joy, you. Faith, joy, peace. Yeah. Anyway, oh. that's what's wrong. <laughs> so joy, 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 um, who wants to talk first? Yeah, shout out to my cousin who yesterday was like, your podcast makes me laugh so much and brings me a lot of joy. And <laughs> joy! Uh, joy! Joy. Oh, yeah, sorry. Surprised by joy. Yeah. It's great. Oh, stop. stop. Maddie. Maddie. I can edit it out. No. <laughs> I didn't last time, but I can. No, you should. Oh. I have the power. But okay. you, you don't. Your computer can't edit right now. It will be able to eventually. Okay. Um, Shane, what's on that piece of paper in front of you? Lots of notes. Most, yeah. They're not, they're not related me. to the podcast. They're just oh, notes yeah. for just me. Notes <laughs> for my life. Wait, wait. How should we do this order? Should we go... I don't know. Should hey, I talk about Rosa Mystica before we, you talk about We prepared it? this, guys, before the podcast, because oh, we're professional wait, podcasters. Yes. We're not now deciding what oh, order we'll be in. No. <laughs> this is all just a no. planned out We all out talked about skit. this. This is yeah. part of the script. That's correct. Why? This is cut script. this out. I'm not okay. going to cut this don't out. Don't cut it out. <laughs> I say either... Um, I will go before you in some way, Maddie, because I'm referencing what you're talking about. But yeah, I, but and I won't say all of it. I'll say, like, none of it. And oh, then, okay. Yeah. Unless you want to go first. No, I'm just like... Thinking, okay. Right like, now you are yeah. witnessing community living and working in action. <laughs> yeah. Never know Guys, how to make a decision. Here at, here at Talk okay. B, we value your time. Therefore, <laughs> we've decided to not plan out any of this podcast at a time. We were going to record as much two of your time ago. as possible. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't care what order to go. Okay. I think whoever's birthday is next should go next first. That's. Is that me? It's you. It's but me. also, I want to hear what you have to say, because you were over there being very excited about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Or I could go because <laughs> I'm no, going. You go. You go. Okay. okay. Maddie, what is the title of your segment? Rosa Mystica. Oh. What is that? Ooh. What What does that mean? Okay, so the my favorite song that we would sing in choir uh, at Notre Dame was called Rosa Mystica, and it's a song that Chris Hoganis Waddell composed. It's sung a cappella. It's really pretty. It was featured in the movie Lady Bird, That's so right. if you see the end scene of Lady Bird, uh, mm-hmm. where she goes into the church, they're singing Rosa Mystica. That's actually a recording of my choir. Fun fact. Your choir. My choir. I started It's a little, it. <laughs> a little choir. It's a at little Notre Dame choir. called the Notre Dame Folk, Folk Choir. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, this is these are the lyrics of the of the piece. <laughs> there is no Rosa. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Okay. Hey, you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, why. go on, Daddy. There is no rose of such virtue as is the rose that bear Yezu, Alleluia. For in that rose contained was heaven and earth and little space, Res Miranda. By that rose we well may see there be one God and persons three, Pares Forma. The angels sang, the shepherds too, Gloria in excelsis Deo, Gaudeamus. Leave we all this worldly mirth, and follow we this joyful birth, Transeamus. And it's really beautiful. I love it! Poem. And I was like, what does that mean? Because I know it's about Mary. What does that even right. mean? And Correct. we sing it during Advent, because Mary. Uh, <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. Go I on. like. I'm, I'm feeling so exhausted right now that no, it's like translated into. Okay, I do too. Um, so I looked up sort of the history of this idea we have of Mary as a rose. Yeah, tell me about it. Now. I will. Okay, good. Okay, so there's a long history of Mary being compared to a rose. And this website says that history shows that the rose is the favorite flower of Our Lady herself. And it, <laughs> and we know this because um, there were a ton of apparitions in which Mary used roses. Um, and that, you know, is obviously Guadalupe when she opened, mm-hmm. when she had roses and Juan Diego's Tilma. And La Salette, she had roses in three garlands and tiny roses around the rim of her slippers. She brought roses with her to Lourdes, Pont-Maine, Pelavoisin, Pella, Pella Bar... I, I don't know any of these apparitions. Barring and Bano. Those um, are on... You know that t-shirt I have? Yeah, are they? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't know them either. Oh, yeah. Various, are, various levels of popularity and following. Okay. Yeah. Well, she brought roses to them. And also to... Um, Someone named Sister Josefa Menendez, she showed her immaculate heart encircled with little white roses. And this is cool. I didn't know this. Apparently, according to Divine Revelation, Mary's wedding garment uh, was richly embroidered with blue, white, violet, and gold roses. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know what that. Is, sorry, what does Divine Revelation mean? I don't know. It just says approved revelation. So apparently <laughs> oh, someone had a vision. So a personal yeah. revelation. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that was approved. Um, and then the Incarnation showers of half-blown roses fell on her okay this is a fun quote cardinal newman says mary is the most beautiful flower ever seen in the spiritual world it is by the power of god's grace that from this barren and desolate earth there ever sprung up at all flowers of holiness and glory and mary is the queen of them she's the queen of spiritual flowers and therefore is called the rose for the rose is called of all flowers the most beautiful but moreover she's the mystical or hidden rose for mystical means hidden Mm. 
And, and our from, boy, John Henry Newman, said that? That's from our boy. I don't know why I said our boy. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Our patron. Our, our dude. Ooh, St. Like John that. Henry Newman. Yeah. Um, and this is really cool. So, um... In King's Chapel in Cambridge, England, um, which this chapel was built by Henry VIII, um, there is a tiny hidden figure of Mary that survived the when they were removing all of the Catholic artifacts from the chapel. So it says, a small head of Our Lady which somehow escaped observation at the despoliation of images at the Protestant Reformation. This guy, this brother, um, who's a carver, Brother John, he was hired to carve all of these roses and he secretly carved a tiny head of Mary half hidden within the rose petals in the upper tier of decorations and he said there you remain our lady of the rose even if wicked men try to drive you and your son from this church his words came true when the place was stripped of every trace of the faith the diminutive head of the mother of God still remained I want to see it I know me too and so she's tiny and hidden in a rose. And I'm going to read some quotes about Mary being a rose. Um, yeah, we will. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 1, is often translated, I am the rose of Sharon. Mm-hmm. And then there's an Isaiah, chapter 11, verse 1. But a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from its roots a bud shall blossom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's often referenced in relation to Mary being... Yeah, yeah. A flower or a rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so St. Bernard of Clairvaux has this wonderful quote that says, Eve was a thorn, wounded, wounding, bringing death to all, and Mary we see a rose, soothing everybody's hurts, giving the destiny of salvation back to all. Mary was a rose, white for maidenhood, red for love, white in body, red in soul, white in her seeking after virtue, red in treading down vice, white in cleansing her affections, red in mortifying her flesh, white in her love of God, red in compassion for her neighbor. And so that's St. Bernard. Uh, St. Bernard also writes that, um, of Mary it is said in the sacred canticles that she was the enclosed garden of God, that our Lord planted all the flowers which adorn the church in this garden, and amongst others the violet of humility, the lily of purity, and the rose of charity. Do you know the only thing I can really think of right now is yes. Father Dennis in Wexford saying, Golden Rose, Queen of Ireland, no, all my cares <laughs> and trouble cease. Um, it's a song to Our Lady of Knock, and Jenny and I used to sing it a lot last year, Aww. but I love it. I love like the Golden Rose, like at Lourdes, there's yeah. always... Um, golden roses at her feet mm. um oh so good now you guys know why i'm like obsessed with roses so there's also another quote from sirach uh, chapter 24 uh it says medieval writers reference this passage in relation to mary uh like a palm tree in Engedi, like a rose bush in jericho so those are all the biblical references to roses um, and this quote that I talked about, the Isaiah, but a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his ro- roots a bud shall blossom. There's a really popular German hymn that I made you guys listen to mm-hmm. before doing this, and it's called Low How Rose Are Blooming, yeah. um, and I can't pronounce it in German, so I'm not going to try, but, uh, the lyrics of that are, Low how a rose are blooming from tender stem hath sprung, of Jesse's lineage coming as men of old have sung. It came a flower bright amid the cold of winter when half gone was the night. Isaiah, twas foretold it, the rose I have in mind. With Mary we behold it, the virgin mother kind. To show God's love, a right she bore to men a savior when half gone was the night. This flower whose fragrant 
Fragrance tender with sweetness fills the air, dispels with glorious splendor the darkness everywhere. True man, yet very God, from sin and death he saves us, enlightens every load. Mm. So there's another fun thing. And there's actually a devotion to Rosa Mystica in the Maria Maria Rosenberg Church in, oh my gosh, Waldfischbach, Bergalben, Germany. And that holds an 1138 painting of Mary featuring roses. Mm. And apparently that particular devotion has been around for a long time you know clearly there's um like in that town and in that chapel there's like a specific devotion to mary as the rosa mystica mm-hmm. um and that was before the rosa mystica apparitions happened in italy mm-hmm. and so they um apparently they the devotion just intensified in that town after the um italian apparitions yeah but um they were there before it wasn't like in before it was cool yeah yeah That's so cool. <laughs> yeah um and so i wanted to talk a little bit about do you guys know about the apparitions in montichiari of the no, rosa mystica really yeah no it's a cool set of apparitions well tell me about them i will thanks <laughs> anyway um so montichiari is a tiny town in northern italy at uh, the bottom of the italian alps Okay. And in the spring of 1947, um, this saint, Saint St. Maria Crocifisa di Rosa, who was the, like, the Blessed Mother, uh, who was the, like, foundress of this, um, order of sisters that, um, Pier, Pierina, um, who's the woman who had all the visions. So Pierina had become a postulant in this order and the saint who founded the order came and appeared to her. And she came and uh, when Pierina was suffering of meningitis, and this was in 1947, St. Maria de Rosa said, brought her like this white, uh, this white cup and said, a lady gave me this and it's got healing power. And are you gonna say something? No, I don't know this at all, and I'm so fascinated and excited. Okay. I'm dead. Yeah, this yeah. is cool. Okay. Um, so she had oil that had healing property, and uh, Saint Maria Cortese de Rosa anointed Pierina, and she was healed. And so apparently, this saint, Saint Maria, would appear with Mary um, several times throughout the series of apparitions that happened. And so this was in. Sorry, 1944, I think I said 1947. But um, so in 1945, this is November 23rd to 24th, St. Maria Crocifisa di Rosa appeared again, and then Our Lady came with her. And um, this was the first appearance of Mary. And Pierina said that she appeared to her then for the first time, transparent clothed in a violet color and a white veil covered her head and extended to her feet. She had her arms open in a way that three swords were piercing her chest and could be seen at the same level of her heart. And the saint told Pierina that this lady was the Virgin Mary who came to ask for her prayers, sacrifices, and sufferings to repair for three kinds of sins of souls consecrated to God. These three are for those religious souls who betray their vocation. And then the second is to repair for the mortal sin of these souls. The third is to repair for the infidelity of priests who have made themselves unworthy of their sacred ministry. It says, messages reported by Purina Gili. Um, so the three roses, the Virgin told her that these three roses were prayer, sacrifice, and penance. And Purina had a vision of hell, and she saw like three sections, three categories of religious consecrated souls and priests that each corresponded to three swords in her vision. And then St. 
St. Maria Crucifissa di Rosa appeared again uh, with Our Lady. This was in June 1st, this was June 1st, 1947. So this is, you know, these are spaced out by a matter of years. Mm -hmm. um, and the saint told her to tell her superior that Our Lady would honor this religious institute forming many living roses among the religious. May there be three nuns in each community that offer themselves as mystical roses. So the white rose, spirit of prayer to repair for the offenses to the Lord committed by religious who are unfaithful to their vocations. Red rose, spirit of sacrifice to repair for the offenses to the Lord committed by religious who live in mortal sin. Yellow gold rose, spirit of total immolation to repair for the offenses to the Lord committed by Judas priests, and in particular for the sanctification of priests. And um, I don't know if it was St. Maria or um, Mary said that three roses would make the three swords fall from her chest. Mm -hmm. And this call was made in a particular way to religious and then um, extended to everyone who wants to be faithful and devoted to mm -hmm. Mary. It is the, uh, this is just a nice like line, I think. It is, called, it is the call of a mother to her children, called to offer themselves for the good of others, especially souls consecrated to God. And so July 13th, 1947, and this is like the most important one. Mm -hmm. This is the first apparition that Purina sees of Our Lady with three roses on her chest. Uh, not the most, they're all important, but like yeah. this is like the most significant date in this. Um, and so she opened her arms and instead of the sword, she had three roses, white, red, and yellow slash golden. After a pause, she said, Our Lord sent me to sow a new Marian devotion in all institutes, masculine as well as feminine, in religious communities and among all priests. I promise you that if you venerate me in this special way, you will enjoy my protection in a special way. There will be a blossoming of religious vocations. So she asked for a lot of things. Uh, she asked that the 13th of each month be a day in which the Marian day be celebrated, prepared for by 12 days of special prayers in reparation for the offenses committed against our Lord by consecrated souls who pierce my heart and the heart of my divine son with three sharp swords by their faults. And that day an abundance of grace and holiness of vocations will be poured out upon the institutions that honor this devotion. And then July 13th of each year should be celebrated by each institute. She also desires that there be other souls who live trials and humiliations with generosity and sacrificial love. Uh, desires that other souls emulate their lives completely to repair the betrayals received by our Lord from his Judas priests. And then basically she says that people who will honor this will find an outpouring of grace upon their congregations. And um, she, it says, then with complacent smile and with her gaze upon St. Maria Crocifisa de Rosa, she says, I have chosen this institute first because this foundress is of the Rose, who has infused in her daughters the spirit of charity. Here she smiled with joy. This is why I appear surrounded by a rose bush. And so it is said that she chose this institution because the charism of its foundress was love. That's St. Maria Crocifisa de Rosa. Um, and so the apparitions continued through December 1947. Uh, she revealed uh, the hour of grace in her immaculate heart following the initial revelation at Fatima decades earlier. She appeared again to Purina from 1960 to 1975, giving Purina the image for the medal to be cast, renewing the call to conversion, and asking for a consecration to her heart. And so that is um, the story of um, Purina Gili and the apparitions of Rosa Mystica. What was that part you said about Fatima just now? Because I, it's, when she says the 13th, she wants to be like the special day, like that was yeah. the, the day that... Our Lady of Fatima, like, appeared to the children each time. 
Yeah, on it's, the thirteenth of the month. This is like considered uh, sometimes a continuation of Fatima, apparently. Super cool. Yeah, and it says that time she revealed the hour of grace in her immaculate heart following the initial revelation at Fatima decades early. So it's considered to be like a continuation. Do you want to take it? Yeah, I don't know if it was. I'll take it. Okay. I was just going to, too, so maybe it's the same person. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed those ads <laughs> from all our sponsors. Yeah, we're going to record those later. <laughs> I just want to add Sock Religious wait, until they sponsor us. Until they sponsor us. Yeah, Squarespace, make website easy. <laughs> no, wait, what just happened? We're recording again. We're recording. You guys are playing some prank on me. Okay, no, so what happened what? was we got we got called away to an important we were duty. About your Thus Christmas is the present. life of a House of Bridget fellow. You can oh, be called yeah. up at any moment to do an errand in the church, but it's good. It's um, like, so we took a little hiatus there for a sec. They said they'd be here at three. It was three eleven, so I guess it's not miss. crazy. No, no, they're not in the, in the wrong. We just forgot. Yeah, but, um, this is gonna be a nightmare to edit. Yeah, <laughs> so we're back. Maddie was talking <laughs> about the apparitions of the Rosa Mystica, or related to the Rosa Mystica. Yeah. What did you find out um, in our time away, Maddie? I found out that these are not approved apparitions. Right. That's why you guys have not heard of this. Yeah. But, um, we, I was over at the church and Maddie's just like, they're not approved. I was like, oh no. Oh no. But to, okay. to clarify though, yeah. not being approved does not mean denounced either. It's, they're more right. just in a gray area where they're, they're sorting it out, you know? Right. So it I looked at Purina's um, Wikipedia page and um, here's what I found. So... Um, Apparently, she began a very reclusive life from the late 1960s onwards. Um, she was just like in a tiny little donated humble house with a small prayer chapel. And let's see. She would make herself available to visitors coming on pilgrimage to Fontanelle. Um, and, and she acquired quite a bit of a following after this, right? She did. So the last recorded Marian apparition occurred on March 24th, 1983. She was 71. She was in her home, and Mary said that she wanted to see the realization of a special Marian sanctuary with five cupolas in Montecchiari, and um, gave um, her, like, oh, sorry. Okay, just make sure Sorry, yeah. Um, and also said that she, like, wanted um, a mystical rose medal to be created. Um, and so, like I said, these are not approved. And her diocese are uh, has been historically like not very supportive of her um, alleged apparitions, um, and so there's like this long history. But this is like sort of breaking news, I guess, because this happened what what day is it today? The seventeenth, mm-hmm. seven yeah. ten days ago. So wait, not not the apparitions, but no. this, this, this announcement. This announcement. This announcement happened ten days ago. So on December seventh, two thousand nineteen. Bishop Tremolda, who's been the Bishop of Brescia since 2017, instituted an official sanctuary of Our Lady Rosa Mystica at the apparition site in Fontanelle. And uh, in a letter issued on the 21st of November, 2019, the new bishop recognizes that many thousands of pilgrims have come to this place to honor Our Lady and is cautiously optimistic 
that this is a healthy devotion for the Christian faithful. Okay, okay. His okay. letter acknowledges that judging the fruits of the devotion is as important as weighing up Purina's claims exactly. in judging the spiritual phenomenon. Right, right. He also mentions that there is a renewed phase of investigation taking place with the Diocese of Brescia and the Vatican's Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith continuing to evaluate the claims. So, they have not been, like, completely... Oh my gosh, you fell. Oh no. Listener land. Knocked you over fell. Mary. Oh, that's ironic. Yeah. You have a little Mary statue that fell with you. Oh. Yeah, so these claims have not been denounced. Um, so you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. Um, things like this take a long time, and as I was telling Shane while you were out... Um, First of all, about your... Oh, oh my God. Bouncing against the desk. <laughs> well, it's the just... In Maddie's, in Maddie's defense, sorry. we balanced the microphone on a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> it's not the most secure anyway. You should just like, put fine. it in the claw. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just poor Maddie. Uh, like okay. you said to Shane when I wasn't here. What? Yeah. Like, people in Bernadette's diocese didn't believe her, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, yeah, I don't want to, like you know, say, like, the Catholic Church is wrong. I just think they're taking their time, yeah. you know, it's in okay investigating this. Yeah. It's okay to take your time. And, and to see I what think the, the message, are. Yeah, and I think the message is really lovely um, of, like, we were talking about the imagery of these swords in her chest. You had a really good point about... Yeah, all I was saying is, like, there's been a, a very long tradition of the Mary symbolizing the, the church of this world, like like the physical church in a way. And so this idea of three swords being pointed at her chest, to me, was talking about there's like currently threats facing our church, the church of today. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the devotions that she's asking people to do, they're all devotions for the healthy restoration of our religious um, cl- clergy and, and religious women. And it's it's in a way somewhat perhaps, I don't, I don't know if it's foretelling or not, but after this happened, We've had in the past 30 years plus um, a lot of outbreaks about the, the, the clerical scandals in our church, about the abuses caused by both yeah. religious men and women. And so in a way, this is a very fitting, what do you call it, symbol of our church being threatened literally by the danger of um, not, not strengthening and, and what do you call it, sanctifying our, our holy members, I guess, sorry, our, our um, holy men and women, the, the devotees. But yeah. anyway, so I think it has a good point in at least the symbolism itself is simple and pure enough. It's not asking us to go um, proclaim new doctrines or anything like that. It's just, it's saying we need to refresh our church and help it out. Yeah, yeah. and I just love the uh, imagery of these roses replacing the swords and like yeah. the healing yeah. power of roses and mm. the healing power of Mary as right, the Rosa Mystica right. and replacing like the wounds and you know it's just like a lovely image whether it's real or not like yeah it's just a nice thing to think about and um i think what the diocese is currently worried about is like cultish devotion yeah and like developing a devotion to purina instead of a devotion to to mary Mary. Um, and jesus it's actually we always say like devotion to mary but it's because we're just all lazy and don't say to jesus through mary right right right. i'll get to that in my segment oh i love it I can see the words Rosa Mystica on your sheet. That's yeah. all I can read from you because I'm blind. Um, <laughs> um, it's not, I'm only going to touch on that one passingly because um, Maggie But you're talking about names of Mary. And I don't know if you know this, but my senior year I took an art class. And you learned all about this, I'm sure. No, I didn't. Where's the flowers that you learned about? No, oh, neither of those. I did my final art project and I did this... Um, this big like silhouette of mm-hmm. Mary at the mm-hmm. cross of Jesus and then behind it I put 
like hundreds of names of Mary. Mm-hmm. So I did all That's this cool. research. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to hear what you have to say because mm-hmm. I love different names for Mary. Well, cool. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to bring this up because as I was searching on various interesting stories or apparitions of Mary, I instead settled on the fact that there are a lot of names out there that I just hadn't realized or I wondered where they had come from. You know, there are a few other people we would give so many like odd titles. You know, we might say um, John the Baptist versus St. John, but there are, there are a few other like saints that we give as many titles as Mary is given, you know? And so I, I was going to list off... We do give a lot of titles to Jesus. True, true. No, Jesus, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Like, um... Christ Redeemer, I suppose, or just, like, there's any, like, Jesus the King, you know, King of you. Christ the King. Christ the King, thank you. But, um, all I was trying to say is that, um, I went and looked up what a lot of these names were. I wanted to share with, with you some of them and some of their origins, because some of them have some pretty weird stories behind them, um, to various levels. But, anyways, to start, in theory, there could be infinite names given to Mary, because a lot of them are just place names, like Our Lady of of Florida or Our Lady of something because there the, are more famous ones like Lourdes but there are lots of towns that want to devote so themselves many. to her Katie so you can have lots Instagram, of places every time she travels I know what you're we'll, we'll <laughs> pray to Our Lady, Lady of the Jeffridge it's kind of funny right it's really right. funny so there's like in theory it's there are like infinite versions of it which yeah. is kind of odd but a lot of them have kind of floated to the top and become the most popular um, among some of the most famous ones that we probably know Rosa Mystica which, which uh, Maddie mentioned um, again, has its roots in that um, biblical imagery as, long, as well as just the, the later devotions. There's also um, another pretty ancient one called Stella Maris, which is Star of the Sea. Mm, I love that. Uh-huh. Like that and there's a great prayer associated with that one too. But I learned recently, uh, I think Mike, Maddie might have heard some of this, that um, the, the origin of that name though came around the time that St. Jerome published his first Latin translation of the, of the uh, Greek and Aramaic Bible. Um, and due to a scribal error in like the way that they had spelled it using some pretty obscure Hebrew, it, it, people thought it, that it was written in Latin as Stella Mars, where it was meant to be, uh, I think like drop of the sea or something similar to that, but instead it started to be star of the sea, but it was just such a popular image and I, this idea of a guiding star, someone mm-hmm. who points the way and also is like, like a, a star or a crown, uh, sorry, um, a star in a crown, like the way a gem would be in a crown. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's an imagery similar with Revelation. Um, this, this image just took off. And so I think it's funny that that one was accidental. There was no, like, uh, yeah. what do you call it? There was no apparition. There was no anything. But that one came just from a popular name. Becoming, yeah, and um, uh, in one of my favorite common. books ever, Kristen Lauberin's Daughter, mm-hmm. it's a thousand million pages long, but <laughs> her mom, Kristen's mom, tells her a story, mm-hmm. I think, of Our Lady Star of the Sea or Stella mm-hmm. Morris or whatever you want to call it, and it's a story of like a fisherman out on the, the water, and you know, and this is, takes place in Norway, so there's a lot of water mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. and fjords and stuff, and that they were lost at sea, but then they saw... Uh, Mary and she like guided them in so she's mm-hmm. the star of the sea exactly. I love that imagery too another name um, which is less common but is one that would be used is uh, she who shows the way or guides the way mm-hmm. and similarly as you were saying Catherine if you look at um, a lot of Madonna and child imagery um, she kind of corrects that error you talked about of thinking we're all just pointing at Mary when in fact we're pointing, we're asking her to point us to something mm-hmm. else, to point us to her son. And so in this imagery, you can see her very physically sometimes pointing at Jesus, even in the Sistine Chapel, as we saw in Rome, um, in the, the wall behind the, the altar, 
Um, there's a Mary who seems to be looking away from Jesus, but if you follow her hands, they're pointing at the wounds in his side, mm. or the wound in his side. And so it's interesting to see that, that this like, has connections beyond the name itself. Um, but some other names that are out there are Our Lady Undoer of Knots. Mm. Um, so good. Hey, wait, <laughs> Maddie and I have a story. Okay. okay. Which one? I don't know. I feel like once we were in... We were undoing something. I was untangling something, and it was... Was it not Just, like, my yarn? headphones, it was your. Was it your headphones? <laughs> or Wait, yours or maybe something. Maybe my headphones. I don't remember, but I was untangling mm, something, and it was taking me... combing my hair this morning. Well, no, it was taking me so long, and I'd been at it for, like, 15 minutes or something ridiculous, and then I was like, I'm just going to pray to a lady and do her knots, and then me and Kat were like... It took like really two seconds. And then two seconds later, the knot was like, I'm It's sorry. real, are you guys. Kidding me? I was like, Are you right. kidding me? Are you kidding me right um, now? <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great one. It also has to do with just like situations that we can't <laughs> sorry. speak of. What? Just just up. Up. Oh, that's what that was. Um, <laughs> sorry, go on, go on. Okay. I guess there's, there's just so many out there, but the, like some of the big ones again would be Our Lady Queen of the Universe or Regina mm-hmm. Chaley, which um, is. The name of a church, I think, down in Orlando, I remember as well. But I, I didn't, hadn't known of it until then. But it has to do with if Jesus is uh, Christ the King, like King of the Universe, then who, who is the Queen in a way? Who is the church that he's married to? And she would be that. I mean, one of the um, mysteries of the Rosary is um, the coronation of Mary. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. It's a luminous one. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, I claim to know things, and then okay. I don't. <laughs> Um, another more ancient theological one is Theotokos, which is the Greek yeah. one for God-bearer. There's Our Lady of Dolors, which is the name of the church next to our house, or, or Mother of Sorrows, they're very similar. Mm. And this is about the grieving uh, Mary. There's Lady of Loretto, which is a place name, but has to do with um, the, the, the story of Loretto, which I, I can jump into as well, but yeah. um, and, <laughs> to give a brief story of it. It was a, a, a devotion during the medieval era or near, near the Crusades that um, in the time of the Islamic uh, overtake of the Middle East um, to preserve the, the, the childhood home of Mary or maybe it was the home of the Holy Family. I don't think it was one of the two. Mary's home. One of the two. Um, the home was originally magically flown or transported to Croatia and then later By on. By angels. Exactly. And then later on. Um, to, to Italy, to Loretto, where, where it is now inside of a massive cathedral, which is kind of interesting that it's inside of a church, this little house. Um, but anyway, so that's the story of a lady of Loretto, and you can look that one up too if you'd like. Another name would be the Ark of the Covenant, which is just comparing Mary to that which carries God from before. You know, before it was the, the, the Ten Commandments, and now she literally carried Jesus in her belly. Um, right? Exactly. Uh, another one that we have here is Our Lady Seat of Wisdom, or Seres Sapientia. Um, hey, University <laughs> Exactly. Church, which, if you come to visit us, you'll see it up in the apps uh, of our church. Um, and yeah, it's a lovely tradition. Oftentimes, like universities will appeal to that one especially, but um, these are all just so many names out there. Um, one last one, which is kind of interesting, is Madonna de la Strada, or Our Lady of the Road or the mm-hmm. Wayside. Um, and this is one that St. Ignatius had a particular interest in, um, mm-hmm. having to do with discerning his paths in life. And it was someone who he would pray to when he reached crossroads, I believe. That's what um, the Catholic worker is named in South Bend. There you go. The yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. It is early yeah. the Roadhouse. And so mm-hmm. there's so many names out there. And like I said, there could be infinitely more slash um, l- less known or less popular ones. But... I just wanted to say that there, there's a reason for all these names because in a way she's applicable to almost every part of our lives, you know. Um, but some of the most famous ones have really cool imagery behind them, which is why I wanted to share them. Which one's your favorite? Mm-hmm. 
I do like this uh, Stella Maris instead of Sapientia. I think those are my two top tier mm-hmm. ones, but I really do like most of them. Isn't that I'd say? Maddie, just, what's like, your favorite? I can't pick. <laughs> <laughs> pick one you like a Catherine, lot. Catherine, what's your favorite? I don't really get into her of nuts. Mm, it's a good one. Do you like Guadalupe Lords? Those I don't really. <laughs> those don't have those are just so official. Yeah. So they don't count to me. They're less like titles. Oh, I don't know. One last one is Our Lady of Ransom. I learned of that one is mm. less common now, but yeah. during the the Crusades again, or more um, like the wars in Spain that preceded the Crusades, the Crusades, it was for whenever there were Christians or clergy or religious women taken prisoner by um, uh, the opposing Islamic armies. <laughs> They would pray to her as someone who would, in a way, like intervene to get them back home. And so mm. it's an interesting one. But it's less common now, except in the orders that, that started the devotion. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I... Rose Mystical a lot, too. Sorry. Oh, Rose Mystical yeah. is a good one. It is. <laughs> I think I like the ones where she just sounds like a normal person the most. Mary. Like <laughs> Mom or Blessed mm. Mother or Mama Mary or something yeah. like that. That's interesting, yeah. Where... These are way more I like, official. I like everything. I like every single one of them. But when I'm talking to her, I'm not like, star of the sea, mother. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they're, they're more artistic images than they are, or like abstract ideas, than they are ways for us to connect to her. Like, yeah. You know, I wouldn't go, Ark of the Covenant. Like, <laughs> but maybe someone does. I don't yeah. know. I don't I, know. I, just I think they, they help us to understand like her place in the universe in a way, right? Yeah. Or like Gentlewoman Quiet Light, that whole song, like anything from that song. Yeah. <laughs> Morning Star. So oh, that's a good one. Wait. So strong. Is Morning Star. Could be. Yeah. This one. <laughs> is that Mary or is that Jesus? Peaceful Dove. That's no, Mary. Okay. Teach us wisdom. <laughs> Teach us love. Um, anyways, like, yeah, there's just so many out there. I mean, I, I could count them up, but there's 20 plus that are pretty famous, so. Yeah, there's a lot. It's kind of high. Hmm. Anyways, that's thank cool. You. That's my little bit. That's cool. Catch rain. So you guys know how we're um in the third week of Advent. That's right. Like I can't get over it for that some reason. I'm gonna talk about the joys of Mary. Ooh, on topic because we're in the third week because it's joy, guys. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Also, mine talks about flowers too. So everything. Is also on brand really. for me. Okay, I had never heard of this until I was Googling it on Sunday. I'd heard of, like, the different virtues of Mary, and you guys, like, I just, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the story, I'm going to tell you everything. And it's all going to come from this website, franciscanmedia.org. So, this tradition of the seven joys of Mary began from the 15th century as early as 1422. Wow. Yeah. Columbus sailed the ocean in yeah. 1492. So soon? 70 years. <laughs> 70 years before. So this all takes place in Assisi. So everyone close their eyes and pretend you're in Assisi, Italy. Cast your Italy. eyes back to Assisi. And um, you're, you're, I think you're just watching this person do all this. Um, a novice Franciscan named James had a particular devotion to the Blessed Virgin that started when he was a child. Each day he would gather flowers from the field and weave them into a crown to place on a statue of Mary. When his superiors explained that his new duties as a friar would not allow him the leisure to continue this practice, young James was heartbroken. He thought he had found a home in the order, but could not imagine having to sacrifice his daily devotion to Mary. Very sweet. Very sweet. 
And that's the end. I feel I'm just like you kidding. don't care a lot about like male devotions to Mary. Yeah. You would make a crown of flowers every day for Mary. That's so nice. Really cute. A solution presented itself in a vision. Mary instructed James to offer a garland of prayers instead of flowers, allowing him to continue his devotion even while doing his other work. Each group of Hail Marys was to be recited while meditating on one of the joys of Our Lady's life. According to the legend, James's novice master observed him as his devotions and saw an angel transforming the young man's prayers into flowers. Beautiful roses <gasps> separated by gold lilies, which is St. <laughs> Joseph's flower, and weaving these into a crown for James's head. When the novice master asked James for an explanation, James related his own vision and how he had practiced the devotion. From that time on, this devotion known as the Franciscan Crown Rosary has been popular throughout the Franciscan order. The distinctive set of beads matching the prayer is often worn with a friar's habit and cord. Though the joys of Mary sometimes vary from list to list, I will now tell you the different joys. So it's like a rosary, but there's seven decades. Oh, I know. That's so funny because I saw that in the Vatican um, gift shop when I was a little kid, and I was like, "That rosary looks wrong." Yeah, <laughs> that makes so much more sense now. Isn't that fun? So the first joy, the Annunciation. So that's when Mary learned from the angel Gabriel that she would have Jesus. Mm. So that's during Advent. Fun pun. Uh, another joy is the visitation. So when Mary went and visited her cousin Elizabeth, nice. this mystery inspires us to rise above our troubles by helping others with theirs. Cute. The nativity of our Lord, the birth of Jesus. Um, and this mystery demonstrates the power in everyday occurrences. Um, another joy is the adoration of the Magi. Um, this mystery helps us appreciate that wisdom comes from unexpected places, even strangers, even other faith traditions. Um, the fifth joy is the finding of Jesus in the temple. Mm -hmm. The story reminds us to cherish our families and to find joy in the company of our loved ones. The sixth joy is the appearance of the risen Christ to his mother, confirmation of all that Mary had known to be true about her divine son. And that one's fun because that's the first one in this list that's not like, yeah, doesn't happen in the Bible. Like, you know, yeah, that's the first one that you can't like quote but i love that idea that um when jesus rose from the dead that he went and visited his mom first yeah. i just think oh just the joy that can you imagine like, hi like You're not dead <laughs> yeah he loved her so much that's pretty cool she's probably so sad and so worried and then the last joy is the assumption and coronation of mary as queen of heaven Mary's journey from the Annunciation to the Assumption is a celebration of the results of that first faithful yes. Mm -hmm. And I love that I, the idea of all these joys, because we always think like the sorrowful mother and her crying, which is so beautiful and I love, but she had so much joy in her life too, and she is so joyful, mm -hmm. and she had so many yeses that led her to be the Queen of Heaven. It wasn't just that one yes at the Annunciation. It was that, but it was like, thousands of other yeses and that's what we can do in our lives like we say the one yes but it's all the little yeses every day mm -hmm. that are going to bring us to heaven and i just love Ooh. mary so much oh she's great oh another thing was um you have your seven decade rosary yeah so there's 70 hail marys mm -hmm. and then Ooh. a lot of these sites were saying that you will pray an extra two <laughs> in honor of 
is tradition that Mary lived 72 years. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that either. That seems really old. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because... It's like 30 years after the death of Christ. Because of Jesus. If she was like 14 when she had Jesus. 25, yeah. And then... Yeah, because he died at 33, so she was 47 and then... 72. Like, I just... I always imagine, like, Pentecost happening, and then, like, a couple weeks later, Mary's like, let's go on up. Because when you pray the rosary, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, Yeah. the assumption is also not... Wait, what is the date of the assumption? It's August 15th. August 15th, yeah. So I guess it's not quite right after Pentecost, but... Um, yeah, well. it, it feels like it kind of follows right after, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, in my mind. No, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I have the um, same feeling. Did you know that people get off of work for Assumption Day in other countries? Yeah, isn't that sick? It's wild. That's awesome. In Poland, they have Corpus Christi off. Yeah, that's or yeah, it it's like, like it's it. funny because like Ireland's one of the few like Catholic countries that doesn't do it still. Yeah. <laughs> Even like Portugal and other ones do. Okay. Yes, we get Christmas off. We get Christmas. That's good. And yeah, Easter. 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 Thank goodness. Okay. Any other things we want to talk Please about? Please sponsor us. I don't know. Please sponsor us. Hallmark sponsor us. A Christmas no. Prince. Specifically. <laughs> That's One, Netflix. two, and three. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's, it's, this is our podcast. Yeah. Up next, we have Christmas coming up pretty soon. Don't we, we do. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And then we have our mid mid house of Bridget What's Bridget? everyone doing for Christmas? Oh, uh, you're staying here. <laughs> I will be here forever. Uh, I'm going home for a short time. Shane's coming. Yeah, I. No, it's not no. sad. Shane's going home. Yes. And Maddie is traveling. Traveling to Iceland. And Norway. Right. And Sweden. Norway. She's gonna cryogenically freeze herself and for the next year's house of Bridget. It's gonna be real cold. Yeah, it's gonna be cold. But really beautiful and. Yeah. Everyone, let's hope that I see the Northern Lights. Yeah, Woo! I really yeah. want you to. Yeah, that's on my bucket list. The whole reason that I'm going, so. So if you don't. <laughs> so if I don't, it'll be you don't, fun. You're just going to see no. the country. <laughs> no, all of our, all the stuff we plan for the trip is, like, going to be super, super fun. So, even I'm if so we don't, agree. it'll be a... Yeah. yeah, and then my friends, Joan, Leah, and Bakes are coming. And um, so, her name's Catherine, but we call her Bakes because she's from Bakersfield. And it's confusing because we have the same name. Yeah. My friend Jonah's coming this weekend too. He Jonah's is, I forgot about that. Yeah. Woo And we have so many fun things this week. I don't know. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know. There's U C D concerts all night. U C D tonight and tomorrow Christmas and the next day. Uh Carols? Yeah. Yep, thirty yeah, minutes before mass. Who knows? Christmas might be over it when you listen to this. Our midnight mass at 9.30 p.m. I hope not. I'm really going to try No, you're going to get it out. I am. Oh, tomorrow? I'm going to try to edit. I'm going to try to start editing the first two tomorrow. Okay. If I can get them imported into my computer. I dare you to get this one out by Thursday. Me too. I also dare you. Okay. That's good here. No, that's Thursday's a long day. Friday. Well, if I post it, if I post it, um, Wednesday, it'll be out on Thursday. So, so who knows? We'll tomorrow. see if she took the dare. To, we don't have much else to do tomorrow, so I mean, might be able to do it. Um, don't doubt me. This oh, it's not that long of a podcast. No, we had longer. Fifty. We've had longer. Anyone else have anything important they want to say? No. I still think you guys did something fishy during that break. I'm no. very suspicious of you guys. What do you mean? I, I said it Maddie's a good in. liar. <laughs> Shane, uh, I said I, it. I'm not you a good liar. You didn't hear me. You didn't pay attention, so I won't tell you. I That's was not paying attention because our office smelled a little weird. So I was like, 
<laughs> and I was texting someone. I, I said it with an earshot of you, and you didn't notice, so oh, it doesn't yeah. count. They're going to buy me golf clubs. <laughs> uh, that was never on the table. They're going to buy me a country club membership. Why? <laughs> yeah, that was on the and table. And a car. <laughs> and a car. Okay. And golf clubs. Oh, boy. And, yeah. Um, okay, well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. To our Irish listeners. To our Irish and everyone else, actually, outside <laughs> yeah, the don't. States. Yeah. Um, Take care. Happy I hope that... May Mary watch you. Yeah. You have a good Christmas that you remember the reason that we're celebrating. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's Santee. Keep marrying Christmas. Santee? Is that what you said? Santee. Santee Claus? That's what used to say in Wexford. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ronan still says that, too. Santee Claus. And I hope, as the one girl in our class last week said, um, she hopes that everyone gets presents. So, <laughs> I hope you do, too. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye, 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 b